up for some mischecty stuff last night, but thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's us, though. That's Flex. You guys, last night was Valentine's Day, but there was no love in the footprint center from the Detroit Pistons or the refs or the Phoenix Suns. Let's talk about it, but first... Let's let it ride just a little bit so we can get our sexy, sexy chat. Esperon, get up. <laughs> I can't in this room. It's too tiny. He's in the closet. And it's, weird dance, it's weird dancing in this little box, too. You just not a lot of room. You got to keep it right here, you know? It's just a little shoulder shimmy. That's it's safer for you. It's safer for you, dog. It is. Yeah, it you is. are correct. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. The drama that happened last night. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. We were at our takeover, and we all got the Shams notification. And I won't lie. I had to look like three times to make sure I wasn't getting trolled by a fake Shams account. Because it was all like, Drew Eubanks and Isaiah Stewart just got into a kerfuffle in the tunnel and, and Isaiah Stewart punched Drew Eubanks in the face. And I'm like, bro, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this life we are living? What was y'all's initial reaction? Crazy. I mean, I, I was shocked. I'm like, damn. But I mean, you know, unfortunately, this things like this happen more often than people think, and just not to this level. But there's little things that happen in the tunnel before games. People will talk trash. But, yeah, homie sucker punching the guy. That's a whole different level of things, right? And, and so, yeah, I, I was shocked. I, I mean, I was certain when we talked at the takeover, I, I went right to Espo, and I'm like, something had to have happened in that first game in Detroit. Right? But what? Yeah, it, it what yeah. It, I I think it's I think it's between the lines. I think, you know, there was probably some things said between the lines that my man Isaiah Stewart just ain't going for. And he used that opportunity to do this. And that's that's not a good look for him. That's just not a good look for him. I think it's something between the years. I don't think it's between oh, the yeah. lines that yeah. I mean I, the whole thing is so bizarre. And I've heard of a lot of weird things going on. We've seen guys chase guys down tunnels, but we've never heard. I mean, the I believe it was the the Phoenix Police's statement said it happened right near the the parking area in the arena, which means Eubanks probably was walking in, uh, and Stewart either had just come in or walked off the bus. Obviously, speculation. I don't know exactly what it is, but ha- no understanding level zero there at the footprint. What in the hell leads up to? Just getting there, going chest to chest and sucker punching a guy is beyond me. I mean, there's got to be something massively, massively wrong for that for that to happen and play out that way. And that I, I just at some point we talked about it before. The league needs to look at the the mental health of these guys and address if somebody needs help, how do you make sure they actually get it rather than giving some kind of half-ass suspension, take a vacation and come back kind of move? Because something has to be going on to, to have this happen, the Draymond stuff, all those things to lead to this. Uh, I, that's that's a question I think we're going to start hearing more over, at least we should, is how do we prevent 
this not not just these kind of altercations but help these guys uh, in the mental space as well because this is a grind i get everybody's like oh they're they're athletes they fly private they stay in the nicest hotels it is a grind you are yeah. away from uh, from your support system a lot of times you know money at, at a young age can do weird things to people how do we make sure that these these guys uh get get support that they need because it takes a lot for for somebody to go off in that kind of way and have some of the Draymond things happen. Let's yeah. let's think about that as well. You know? Yeah. What do you think, Lance? I mean, I think it's a it's an onion. There's a lot of layers to this, mm-hmm. um, both from the mental health kind of side of it, and then also from setting a precedent for just violence within the league in general, regardless of which place we're discussing it at um i know somebody in the chat said uh jan paul edwards said make the game more physical like you just need to figure out what that line is from a physicality perspective and then why it's bleeding off the court at times as well like you can't let somebody get away like to go back to the draymond thing right behind the scenes violence at a practice this is behind the scenes now too but all of it becomes public like there's just a lot of layers that need to probably be dissected here and discussed and try to come up with some sort of a solution that that helps all of this. But until then, we'll continue to talk about it as it unfolds because it seemingly happens more and more often. Uh, yeah. The Suns did, out, did put out a statement last night shortly after the incident went public. They said, the attack on Drew Eubanks was unprovoked and acts of violence such as this are unacceptable. We unequivocally support Drew and will continue to work with local law enforcement and the NBA. So that was put out pretty early by the Suns. I want to say less than like an hour and some change after this whole incident kind of popped off. Um, Mike Curtis on Twitter also shared a kind of statement from Monty Williams. He asked Monty if there was anything he could share about the incident. And Monty said, I can't. I know there were some statements put out. The thing for me is to get all of the information and make sure I'm clear on what happened. The NBA will do an investigation. I've talked to Stewie. He shared with me what happened. Our people have talked to him and they have information. But for me to come here and make a statement, that would be a bit irresponsible. I know the Suns put out a statement and said it was unprovoked. I think that that is irresponsible for them to do that when, you know, they don't really No, because two sides are giving their story. I think until you find out everything, you can't make these statements. I heard about that and I just thought that did not need to happen. I think there is a time for information to be gathered and then you can make a statement. For me, it's let's get all the information. The league will do its due diligence and it'll come up with something. It's just one of those situations that we just have to wait and see. Oh, man. Man complains about former employer who fired him is what I heard in that. Yeah. Look, the Suns watched that video. The Suns, before they put out any statement, knew what they were doing because legally they don't put that out unless they're comfortable with it. And who had access to the tape easily, most easily? The Suns, because it was in their arena. There's cameras all over the place on, on level zero. They they watched that before then and they cleared it with their lawyers. There must be uh, irrefutable evidence that it was unprovoked for them to put that out because you open yourself up to potential liable things, all sorts of stuff by putting out a, a statement like that without 
doing due diligence between when the incident happened and when you released the statement. So. Well, and yeah. Shams even in his initial tweet said the video would be delivered to the NBA for them to review. So if Shams is tweeting that out and when we first all heard about it, the Suns have already seen that video. Yeah. Multiple yeah. times. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's been circulated between all the head brass and everyone who needs to see it. And then the statement came out an hour and some change later. So it had been a fair amount of time between the initial incident happening and when the statement came out. I would think they would have had enough time to review the footage, talk with the league in at least a general sense of it, and talk with your Eubanks and and maybe some people over in uh, Detroit's camp. But yeah. I don't think it's irresponsible to put out that statement. And I also think that you do have to support your guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't blame Monty for wanting to support uh, Isaiah Stewart because that's his guy. But the Suns also have to do the same thing for Drew Eubanks. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think the Suns put out the statement because they got the video evidence and it was clear as day. And they, they felt comfortable saying what they said. I do agree with Monty. I think that there is a, a time where you have to see the entire picture and, and get both sides of the story. So he's defending his guy and, and he wants the whole thing to come out. Um, it's, it, I mean, again, I, I, we don't know what really happened. Like we, we just know that this guy got sucker punched. Yeah. You know? All I but, will say is that we do know, just like Dagoon in the chat brings up, the cops arrested one and didn't and the, other. the other. Right. They saw what happened. So Mark McClune posted after the game, Breaking news from AZ family, Phoenix police arrested Isaiah Stewart for assaulting Drew Eubanks. Stewart would, was issued a citation and released. The investigation remains active. So clearly there is yeah. some information for people who are above our pay grade to be able yeah. to make an arrest and issue a citation. Now, yeah. whether it goes anywhere else from there remains to be seen. But to me, if I'm reading the tea leaves in between the lines, Isaiah Stewart was in the wrong here. Of course. Yeah. I mean, he was arrested. He, he he committed potentially felony assault. When you punch somebody, you know, you can have a disagreement at work. You can have a disagreement in your house. You can have a disagreement at a party with friends. You can have verbal disagreements. But when, when it gets to the point where you just say, okay, bang, I'm just going to punch you in the face. That's a whole le different level of thing. And so I think what, Mon you know, Monty's probably leaning towards, well, we don't know what was said. Did, did Eubanks say something because the camera picks up action, but we don't know if the camera could pick, pick up verbally. That's probably where he's leaning. I, I, if I had to guess, he's leaning towards Isaiah Stewart said, hey, he said something to me that crossed the line and I punched him in the face. That's probably where this is going. But that doesn't, say, that doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I saying would... that that's probably where Monty is going. Yeah, but even from that perspective, and again, I understand money has to have his guys back to an extent here, right? But yeah, regardless of what Drew Eubank said, the act of violence is the problem. The words, a problem yeah, in and of yeah, themselves, but again, levels. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, my problem with Monty's statement is saying the Suns were irresponsible with it. Yeah, that. yeah, back I don't like guy, that. Yeah. Back yeah. your guy, support your guy, say, we'll wait till the evidence. I mean, that's all boilerplate stuff that you got to say in that kind of situation, but saying it was irresponsible for the sons to make that statement is where I, I think it crosses yeah. the line. I've sat in that room. I've, I've sat with PR people and communications people uh, in, in that building on how do we, how do we address this? What do we say? What can't we say? How do we say it? I mean, there was the more I, uh, more I situation. I was in there 
when they crafted that statement and uh, stuff that went down with uh, with Michael Beasley. There, I, I've seen how it operates. You don't just put that out there uh, half cocked. They knew what they were doing there. And then to the well, he may have said some. I got a seven year old. Uh, that you talk about that stuff in elementary school. How you handle verbal conflict and what yeah. do you say? You don't punch the other person in the face. Like that's, that's right. not what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, even if that is the defense uh, of Isaiah Stewart, that shows a problem and a pattern with Isaiah Stewart's behavior in and of itself, you know? Yeah. So we also got a little bit of clarity on the situation, a little bit from Drew Eubanks himself. So Gerald, after all of us learning about the incident, went into the locker room during the availability time pregame and spoke with Drew. And Drew said, basically, we were walking in. Words were said and then got face-to-face and he sucker-punched me. Then security got in the way. Um, Now, Gerald did tell us that it's unclear what words were exchanged to escalate the situation. And Eubank said that he didn't have any prior beef with Stewart in the past, just the basketball side of things, um, stuff that goes down on the court. But Mm -hmm. then Drew Eubanks also added in because he was asked if he is okay from the punch. He said, nah, I'm straight soft punch which um let's say you can feel whatever way you want about it but soft punch has become a life of its own on social media at this point it's probably going to be a little bit of a tagline that'll stick with the suns for at least the rest of the season yeah i mean what yeah i mean he's gonna handle it like a man man drew's I mean, he uh, all indications is he took the punch he didn't even flinch he, he ate it um they're gonna ask him if he wants to file criminal charges he's probably gonna say no NBA is going to find and suspend Isaiah Stewart and Eubanks is going to come out looking like a champ because the players don't want you filing these type of charges. If you do that, then you're like, Oh, you're not really about it. Or you're the outsider. That's how this, that's, that's how it is. Katie hinted at it. You know, we're a brotherhood. This shouldn't be happening. No one should be punching anybody, but ultimately this is just going to be one of them things where I think the NBA suspends him and finds him. Drew's going to look like a champ. He ate that punch. That's a big boy, too. So, I mean, Isaiah's a big boy. If I if Drew ate that punch, I'm impressed, man. He should get into boxing. Yeah, I I had actually heard Isaiah had done some professional fighting or, or amateur look at that. fighting, too. So, it, it sounds like a guy who knows how to throw a punch too which uh yeah makes it it makes it a little more impressive uh what true was able to do yeah i mean it's unfortunate guys you kd made it very clear and and this is what second this is right off the draymond punching uh pool and practice like that was recent and now you do this um it's just, yeah, you, you got to understand it is a brotherhood. You all come and play the same sport. You all make money. You all take care of your family. You go out there. When you get out in the, between the lines, you compete. No one's trying to hurt nobody. No one's trying to, you know, jeopardize someone's career. You punch a guy like that Draymond punch. I mean, I'm telling y'all, that that video was bad. I mean, you, that you, also you could, felt like a sucker punch to me. That was a sucker punch. And, and when, like when I saw the video, a part of me is is like, damn, like who was the guy uh that hit Tom Jonovich, Espo? Um uh it was uh Kermit Washington. Kermit Washington. Broke you know, his he, spine. 
he, he he actually had bleeding from his brain and ended his career. So yeah, this ain't cool, man. Like you gotta chill. But the NBA gotta do a better job of, of getting these guys under control and whatever issues they're dealing with, man, they gotta get they gotta get help for it. Yeah. So and we get, do have go ahead, Esther. I was just gonna say I guarantee we see that video sometime early next week. I would bet uh, the league does everything in their power to make sure it doesn't come out during All-Star weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I bet we probably see it Monday from like a TMZ sports and we'll we'll all see exactly what the footage shows. I, I, I'm almost willing to guarantee. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty certain on that. But in the meantime, Shams did give us a little bit of insight as to what he's hearing that the video does show. So last night, Isaiah Stewart was arrested for assault. He was released. They, they gave the police. Phoenix police gave him a citation. The NBA itself has also launched an official review of the incident, and they've gotten security footage. And that, multiple people with direct knowledge of the situation told me that this is what took place. This is what that footage will show. Isaiah Stewart, Drew Eubanks were in the back hallways pregame, exchanged some words, uh, and it really stemmed from their last game against each other in Detroit, November 5th. They were chest to chest. Uh, Isaiah Stewart dropped his bags and punched Drew Eubanks in the face amid their exchanging of words and them coming chest to chest. Um, I'm told Drew Eubanks was punched in the mouth area, and from what I'm told, the footage will show Drew Eubanks barely flinched. Uh, He stood there stone cold, took the punch, obviously, and police security got involved, separated them, and police had uh, Isaiah Stewart escorted out of the arena. So this is really in the hands of local law enforcement, their investigation, which is active, as well as uh, the league's investigation that is going to you know, now take place over the coming uh, days and weeks. So I think it's safe to say, Espo, like you guys were saying, um, Drew kind of just took one on the chin and moved yeah. right along with his life. And, and like you said, we'll probably eventually get to see this video as a group, and then we'll probably talk about it one more time when that happens. But Flex, you also brought up what KD was talking about after the game in terms of this incident. Here, here's what he had to say for all of us to hear. Yeah, keep the game first. I mean, it's a lot of noise around our game. There's a lot of shit that comes with being an NBA player. You keep the main thing the main thing. Um, and all of that stuff will fade away. It's unfortunate uh, what happened before the game. Um, it's supposed to be a brotherhood. Um, but also understand dudes get into stuff and stuff may happen, but you know, we try to avoid that in this league, but shit happens and hopefully we can move on from it. And um, we all support Drew and got Drew's back and you know, he'll move past it. Yeah, so it kind of seems like even some of the guys around the league are a little bit surprised by all of the um, excessive frustration and trash talking and how it's gotten to an escalated level. Cause like, like Katie said, it's a brotherhood. Like we shouldn't yeah. be having this level of, of tension and beef within our, our sport. No, no. And, and it's been like, it, it, this goes back to like street ball. This goes back to when these kids were kids playing street ball and local gyms you know, these, a lot of times these guys are surrounded in, in bad neighborhoods. And when you go into play basketball in the inner city, you know, as soon as you step in between them lines, this is about basketball. And you're taught that from a very young age. And so at this point, when you get to the professional level, you should be beyond that stuff. It happens at a lower level, you know, more often than people think, but yeah, at a pro level, 
you gotta you gotta chill with that stuff. So no, it's it's never cool. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what the league's gonna do. Um, I'm sure there'll be a suspension. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a fine. But at some point, piggybacking off the Draymond thing. At some point, I think there needs to be like I'll give you an example. When the fight happened with Phoenix and the Knicks back in the day in 92, 93, and and both benches cleared, and Greg Anthony came and sucker punched KJ in street clothes and cut his eye open. That was the beginning of the new era of basketball where they implemented if you move an inch off the bench, you are suspended. And you're going to, so something like this needs to happen. Like, it's like, yo, if you have any type of physical confrontation like that, where charges are brought or anything like that, it's got to be significant. It's got to be significant enough where these guys are like, okay. Yeah. Cause Isaiah just signed a $68 million contract. Like I I'm, I'm, and again, I'm just throwing that out there. He just signed a $68 million contract. And so, you know, if you suspend them for a significant amount of time, and you hurt that wallet. I, I just don't feel like a hundred thousand dollars and fifty thousand dollars is bothering a guy when you sign 60, 70, 80 million dollar deals. So that's what I'm saying. Be real about it. Really hit them, and then that should have stopped. Yeah. I mean, if if you're if they want to take it serious, I'm not convinced that they want to take it seriously because you look at the Draymond punishment, it's like, oh, out indefinitely, and then it's like, oh he's better now he can come back like it's i'm not convinced that they care to do what it would take to actually stop some of these incidences and and that's going to be what it comes down to the best part of this though the only positive that comes out of it is we get two nicknames stone cold drew eubanks (laughs) and uh soft punch stewart like it's so (laughs) i I love that we have two other (laughs) uh two great nicknames to come out of this you know and and Drew Eubanks will forever be stone cold in my mind after that. Yeah, definitely. The last thing about this before we move on to the next topic is a super chat from Frank. And Frank said, that brother needs help, Drew. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Listen, there are no games in the, this weekend. We've got the All-Star festivities happening, though. But if you're looking to get out and have an adventure in Arizona, the Arizona Lottery is the place to go for you guys because they have introduced a new ticket and promotion called Arizona Adventures. There's three different ways to play and win big. So first, you can play Arizona Adventure lottery tickets uh, featuring three iconic landscapes, Picacho Peak, Monument Valley, Valley, and Camelback Mountain. And these tickets have prizes up to $50,000. You can also check in at geolocated adventures at 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma, or you can enter tickets online for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. So the Arizona lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It's also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. This sounds like a fun one. Yeah, it does. I can't wait to get out there and, and hike like a game within a game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Flex, uh, okay, did you up? ever watch pro wrestling back in the day? Yeah, I used to watch all the time. Uh, you remember the, the original Stone Cold, Mr. Steve yeah. Austin? Mr. Steve Austin, yes, what, I do. What did, what did he used to do in the ring sometimes? He used to smash that beer. 
Boom! That's Dang. right. And we got our friends over at Mick Ultra. You don't smash this in the sense of smashing two cans together. You smash it <laughs> by getting to drink it, all right? 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. If you drink this bad boy, you smash one of these, uh, you're not hurting your diet. You're not, you're not hurting that figure. No, you're looking good. And you can take one on the chin like a champ, all right? So check out our friends <laughs> over at Michelob Ultra. They are spectacular. Head over to MichelobUltra.com to find how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find a Michelob near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it and enjoy responsibly, uh, even if you're going to take a punch in the chin. Can you do the Stone Cold right now? Can you pour it on your face and get all no. crazy with it? No, I can't. <laughs> stone Cold said so. I, can I do love that. it. There love you it. go. I love it. That's perfect. All right, guys. The drama did not end there. It trickled over into the game. But the drama that we're going to talk about next is between Devin Booker and NBA officials. So much drama. So, like, barely five minutes into the game last night, Devin Booker got tossed. Okay. Everybody in the entire arena erupted in refs, you suck champs, which they absolutely deserved last night. Because for one, again, like we've talked about this so many times, people pay good money to go to NBA games to watch superstars play basketball. They don't go to watch NBA referees be all up in their feelings. And last night's game is one of the more egregious ones, in my opinion, because it was one of probably the more affordable games of the season because of who we were playing, right? So I'm just going to get that out of the way, that that's super annoying and I hate that. But what makes it even worse is that we got the poll report from Kellen Olsen. He was a poll reporter last night. And he asked the officials, why was Devin Booker assessed his first technical foul? And they said, for continual complaining, and after he'd been warned, he continued to complain again towards a game official. And then the second question again is, so the second technical foul that got him ejected, was that just a continuance again for the second? And they said, no, the second technical foul was for disparaging remarks he made towards a game official. And then he was ejected for the second one. And I'm just like, what could Devin have said? Unless it was like literal threats of violence or something mm-hmm. of that sort, there is nothing in my book that warrants if you're just talking out of frustration, throwing a few F-bombs in here and there, that doesn't warrant being tossed, in my opinion. Because, again, it's not about the officials and their feelings. It's about the fans who paid good money to watch superstars play this basketball game, and now they don't get to see that. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm not I, – I know what Devin said, and he shouldn't have gotten kicked out. He shouldn't have gotten kicked out. I, I Listen, it's stuff that people say all the time in basketball games – and if you're going to kick Devin out for apparently what he said, a guy like Draymond Green should get kicked out 82 games a year because all he does is say shit like that for the entire time he's playing. So I, I think it was it was terrible. It was yeah. foolish. I think that NBA referees need to be held accountable when they do things like this. Um, that was egregious. It bothers the hell out of me. Because I was that kid that would go to one NBA game a year when I was, my my family had the money to take me. And especially, for instance, I lived in New Jersey. I was a Suns fan. They only came to town one time a year. And so if I went to a Suns game and my brothers and sisters paid money to get me in the building and my favorite player, Devin Booker or Charles Barkley at the time, got kicked out in five minutes, that's devastating, especially for some kids that may never go back. I know kids that have 
went to one basketball game their whole life. So that's super, that's, that's super, that pisses me off to no end. And the refs got to be better. And it's one of those moments where you're like, you, you feel cheated. Like you, yeah. Jeff, you, as a family, as a kid, as an organization, you feel cheated. And yeah, that, that was terrible. Well, there was even yeah. a kid there at the game who had a sign that said, I came all the way from oh Spain. Oh, my God. You just like, broke like my that heart. I didn't that even see kid. that. That's yeah. that kid who now gets to go home, whose family probably saved up a boatload of money to be able to come to Phoenix across <laughs> wow. the world yep. to watch these games and watch Devin play and didn't get to have that. I didn't yeah. see that, but that breaks my heart. All because some that. officials wanted to get all up in their feelings and have yeah. a I'm, I'm in power here moment. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we we met a couple fans uh, and their son who came down from the Northwest uh, to see the game. I had somebody yeah. tell me they were sitting near a kid and a, and a parent who came from England. Like, oh I'm sorry, but the NBA deserves a refund to anybody that was in that arena last yeah. night and had to watch Devin Booker, one of the biggest stars in the game, uh, arguably a top 10 guy in the league. A guy that's going to be playing an all-star Sunday get thrown out that fast for continually complaining. If that were the standard, Luca wouldn't play a game. He'd have to go Thank back you. to Europe no to play. Star would play any game. Thank you. Like, I, I'm sorry. And then it's just ridiculous that we've gotten to a point where a bunch of guys and and women who wear a gray shirt with a number on the back, no name, wind up interjecting themselves so damn much into these games. That it, that it actually impacts the enjoyment. It impacts the results. It is immensely ridiculous that they're taking over the spotlight because they have thin skin. There, mm -hmm. I, I stand by. There should be five words, you know, five or six words that are on a list. That if those are said, you get tossed, and that and you, everybody you share that. Yeah, you share that with the players. You share that with the organization mm -hmm. so everyone knows exactly what the line is. Yep. Because the line moving night to night based on someone's emotional state is BS. Yeah. Right, right. And, and like okay. I said, I, I spoke with someone yesterday. I was close enough to hear what Devin said. And again, I'm not going to get into it, but I, I can assure you, it was nothing that you don't hear constantly in a basketball game. There was nothing egregious. It was just... You know, typical. Yeah, I'll, that's that's a bad call. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those type of things. And uh, that ref got too sensitive. And you make a great point, Espo. Those fans should be uh, refunded. They should. And 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 I think a portion of that refund should come from that ref's uh, pocketbook. You know, his wallet. Um, I said pocketbook, but it can go either way, right? <laughs> but yeah, you get what I mean. Like, it should come from them. Like, at what point are we gonna hold these dudes accountable? They have control of the entire game. Like even the foul situation, like it's, it's just, it's getting to a point where there's no accountability. And this is why there are people that believe in conspiracy theories around referees in the NBA, because you look at stuff like this and immediately I was hearing people chirping, what rep bet on this game tonight? What bet, mm -hmm. you know, what ref had Devin on the under tonight? Because five minutes into a basketball game, that's egregious, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But at the, the problem too is you bring up the betting. I apologize, Lindsay. Yeah, you bring up, that's, that's a big deal, Espo. And now that the leagues are in bed with yep. with the sports books, which I have no problem with leagues taking that money, but now it opens up a whole world of other questions that you have to actually answer. You have to address head on. And if yep. your refs are putting themselves 
so much into games that people are questioning it. That is a problem. And I don't care, you know, a, a missed call, uh, a bad call that happens every once in a while will happen because these are humans. But we've seen over the last two or three years, it get progressively worse. The late whistle, all these things that are happening. I mean, we saw the Knicks game. They admitted right after the game that it was not a foul, that it should not have been free throws, that the Knicks should have won a game. Like, this is yeah. problematic to a point where it could cause major issues because of legalized sports gambling as well. And it's nothing to do with the sports books. They have nothing to do with it. It's a league problem. And for a league that's as progressive as the NBA, Adam Silver needs to deal with this and, and just say, you know what? We're not happy with where this is at. And we are going to fix this and figure out a way to go directly at the refs where it hurts. You miss a call on that two minute final last two minute report. You're going to get uh, you're going to lose money. You yeah. you have an egregious suspend or ejection that the league determines you are going to lose money or get suspended. There needs to be a path to uh, to punishing a punitive path uh, to punish these uh, these refs for it to actually make sense to them because it doesn't right now. It's pretty obvious. You know what else is the most egregious part of this in my book? From everything I'm hearing and everything I understand, this game that Book got ejected last night from counts as a missed game for him when it comes to NBA awards at the end of the season. Yeah, so Book because, has now yeah. officially missed 11 games this season. And that's, yeah. that's unacceptable because it's not... Now, listen, if Book had done something that we all feel warranted getting ejected, like hitting an, a player or something of that sort, I understand that. But based off of the pool report and everything we've heard, I don't think this warranted an ejection. So now he also loses that. And that is the worst part of this whole situation. And it makes me wonder if the league comes out and maybe tweaks the rule, because I don't know if this has happened yet in, another, um, in any other game. I know some stars have been ejected throughout the season, but I wonder if the league looks into, okay, maybe ejection shouldn't count depending on what the ejection was for or how they go about figuring that situation out, because that should definitely not count against book. No, no. And it, it, there's a magnitude of things, Lindsay. You, 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 it counts against the awards, games missed. It counts against your averages. Mm -hmm. Like, and your averages are how you get those awards. And so he played five minutes. Thank God he scored seven points, because if he would have scored zero points, it would have made all his averages dip. And so... There's so many layers to this. It, it's it's a terrible look. They need to be held accountable. And until they're held accountable, this isn't going to change. Uh, there was plenty of people talking about how some referee, like, good point. I think uh, Eric just put some uh, uh, ejection shouldn't come from one ref. Never. I agree. Never. You should ha never have one ref. You, one ref shouldn't be able to kick a guy out. It has to be multiple referees or vice versa. But yeah, it's just, it's terrible. And I would hate for Book to miss out on the award and we look back at something like this and it's like, oh, he missed one more game. And yeah, that's terrible. I wonder if they can appeal that. I wonder if that's one of those things where a player can actually appeal whether he's, you know, whether the game is taken away from him or not. I got to find that out, but it's terrible across the board. I think I just, that they can challenge it. Yeah, I would why, hope so. Why, uh, what I don't understand is, okay, so the game doesn't count uh, uh, towards the award, right? 
but you're gonna count those stats towards his average. Exactly. Like exactly. why? Why can? Why would you count those stats towards the average if, in the minds of uh, of the NBA and the voters, that, that he no longer gets credit for that game? That's that's because, crap. Correct. Because it's unintended consequences. They didn't think through all of this. Yeah. They didn't yep. think through how setting this limit, which I still am in support of a limit of some sort. The number that it's at right now, I don't think works. But they didn't really think through all yep. of the other things that it would open the door for, like that one, Espo, where if the game doesn't count, then the averages shouldn't count against them either. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't play a game. You're, not, you're telling me I didn't play a game. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. I, again, I physically didn't play a game, so my stats shouldn't count. And, Linz, I'm going to ask you this because I think we talked about this at the previous show. Um, there is a there is a guideline about how many minutes you have to play. It's twenty. It's twenty. So are they saying it doesn't count because he was below twenty minutes, yeah. or are they saying it doesn't count because of the two ejections? Because it was ejections. below twenty minutes, yeah, so it's, it, it, that's why it doesn't count. Because they're trying, so they put that twenty minute threshold because they're trying to avoid like the Mikel Bridges thing where you just check in, you play a out. possession, yeah. you play three four minutes, you check out. Got it. I'm sorry. Like, and even that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. If you're okay, if you're ejected, I'm sorry. That game counts. It's not like your circuit, like, just like, just like if I get injured in a game, that game should count because I I played in it and I couldn't do anything about getting injured. Right. But uh, like, it's ridiculous that I get, don't just check them in and then sit them on the bench to try to circumvent event the, the room. The, the rule right that's that's fine but and try to break the spirit of the rule but getting ejected is not the same thing as that i know it's dumb the yeah. whole thing sucks um but here's what frank bogle had to say about the ejection maybe maybe, maybe not yeah they just said he you know they asked him to stop whatever his complaint was and he didn't stop so they teed him up and then he said something else to the other person when he ran him out. Just freaking ridiculous. I mean, the total BS. Um, you know, to take a star player out of the game. I've seen see worse worse than what he did on a nightly basis. <laughs> like like not I've seen it before. I see it every night. So unprecedented. Those are good, good officials uh, that were on the game tonight. But you know that was certainly uncalled for and BS. I'm laughing because he checked his fine. He he made sure he, he he said what he said, and then he said, "But they're good officials, right?" Because <laughs> he don't want to get that fine. But he, he said exactly what we said, right? You hear but that all the time. We're seeing more and more of it from across the league. I mean, did you guys see Ty Lue last night? Yes. In the hallway, yes. screaming yes. like they cheating over here, something like that. He's gonna yep. get fined for that for sure. Yeah, but I mean, sure. th- that's the that's the worst part. Is I feel like. I don't know that I've ever seen this many people collectively in organizations and outside like fan bases talk about officiating to this extent yeah. this year. I agree. Like, it's it's out of control. It's, yeah. out of, it's, it's out of control and it needs to be something needs to happen because it's costing people games. Like had the Suns lost last night, thank God they won. Mm-hmm. But had they lost last night, it would have been even worse. Yeah, and, and with how close the Western Conference is, like you look at that Nick game the other day, you know, the Knicks are fighting for positioning in the East. Um, when it starts costing real yeah, it's, it's just a bad look. It's it's not good for basketball and they need they need to find a way to figure this out. Yeah. I like this sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say they've had coaches uh lose their mind. I mean, Mike 
Mike Brown, the coach in uh, in Toronto, like this this has gone beyond the normal, right? When 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 these coaches are are going, you know what? Fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some money because you know Frank knew the second he said it was total BS. I see guys do others. He knew he was getting fined. Yeah, he, he walked that line at the end because he didn't want it to escalate to. 25, 50,000. Like, <laughs> it's he, a smaller fine. Yeah, he, but he knew he was getting fined. And when coaches are like, you know what? I'm all right with losing money because this is such crap. Mm-hmm. There, there's, yeah. a, there's just a fundamental problem right there. Yeah. Okay, we have two, two, two super chats about this. Um, Isla sent us one and they said, refs should be subbed out for a full quarter after they issue a text so they can cool off. Also, players should never be ejected for verbal stuff. Again, I think I agree pretty much on that statement from the verbal side of things. Unless literal threats are being thrown out, I don't think that they should be ejected just for having um, expressing frustration through words about a situation yeah. on the court. But I love this idea about them being subbed out for a minute to allow them to cool off because that, I think, is one of the issues here is it starts to build and build, and then the refs want to assert their dominance. And yeah. that's an issue. That's a major issue. Um, yeah. And then, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to move on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right. True Tactics sent us one, and they said, do you know how the rule works for, say, role players because they don't usually play 20 minutes, so what's their threshold if they get ejected? I would say most role players aren't up for NBA awards. Correct. So it doesn't really affect them in the way that it would affect stars in the league. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they they would – they would be held to the same standards, basically, if they were talking about awards, though. But because usually we don't see that happen, I don't think it really affects them in the same way. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, while we're talking about Devin Booker, he also got to see his former coach, Monty Williams. He made his return to the Valley last night. We'll give Monty a moment here on the program because he said some really nice things about Devin Booker. The coach <laughs> would want to be a part of you, know, you want to be a part of winning. You want to be a part of a great team. And if you have a chance to be around a special player, that's like the icing on the cake. Um, when I got here, he was he was ready for whatever step that was going to be. And I had no idea what it would be like. Um, I think the moment for me when I realized how different he was was in the bubble and he hit that shot against the Clippers because I didn't even call the play for him and he didn't get upset or anything like that. He just was like, okay, coach, because I just thought they were going to take him out and I ran a back door for Mikhail and it didn't work out. Book got the ball and that was it. And I remember like, you know, doing whatever dance I did on the side and I just thought to myself, this dude is, he's different. And I got to get out of his way more. That was some of the thought process that I was going through. And then you just saw it, you know, and now he's got his own shoe and he's become this, you know, (laughs) I watch it from afar and I'm like, that was a pretty cool time in my life, you know, and you you think it was 10, 12 years. It was only four years. You know what I'm saying? He he just did a lot in four years and, um, his dad and his mom and his family, I know they're they're proud of him and he's he's got a ways to go, you know. And he works his tail off and I watch him. I watch his mannerisms now, I watch him <laughs> you know, lose it every once in a while and he doesn't have me over there to 
tell him, like, cut it out. <laughs> you know, because from time to time, he'd look over at me to see if I was going to say something, and I'd be like, stop, you know. And, um, you know, you miss that. But at the same time, I didn't want to get in the way of it because, I, you know, when you're around greatness, you got to let it do what it's going to do and just ride it out. Breaking news, Ready, talking. Williams says, says that Devin Booker got thrown out because he wasn't on the sideline to stop it. Okay, yeah. that's literally what I was going to say. Yes, Since yes. we're already talking about drama, can I create some drama? Like, was that low-key shade at Frank Vogel? Kind of sounded that way to me. I mean, that's what, it, hey, if it walk like a duck and a quack like a duck lens, you know what we say. Don't call yeah. it a dinosaur. That's right. Yeah, he, I mean. That felt like shade to me. Like, that hey, like that guy. That guy over there is not me. He don't know how to handle Devin. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, but, but um, everything else was really cool. <laughs> I didn't like that that comment, but yeah. anything else was pretty cool. Um, I liked how he talked about, you know, knowing Book was was that guy and he was different in the bubble. So shout out to Monty. I love Coach Monty, man. Good for him. Can I pick one bone? Not about what he said. I, I, I appreciate it. I agree. During his tribute video right they run it he notices he's on the big screen he does not even give the customary just little hand wave right they're not coaching they're not he's not in a huddle it literally is before the game and he's just kind of standing there with the clipboard walking around a little bit give the fans a, a you know who applauded you there were no boos everything was uh, was copacetic give them a little wave and, and acknowledge that they're acknowledging you that's it that's all yeah i agree okay. i agree i agree um, I don't know. It's just a lot of weirdness within that one there. Um, but I thought that was interesting. Also, yeah. I love that Frank is not afraid to get attacked for his guys. I'm just throwing that out there. If we're, if we're what, throwing shade around, let me throw that what, piece of shade. That, that's what Frank should have replied with. <laughs> he said, did. Yeah, I, I know. He did. did you see him on the court after book? Uh, oh, after no, book yeah. Got he, he went did. out there and he showed, hey, Monty, this is how you defend your player. You don't have to wait for the tape. You can yeah. go out there and show your frustration. That's, that's exactly yeah. what he did, yeah. No I doubt. mean, listen, shout out to Monty for all he did for the organization, for uh, putting in the hard work here with the Suns. But I'm sorry, he's no longer in our inner circle. That's reserved for Frank Vogel now. We just got to move on. But that's if you right. guys want to get in on the action with Circle K's inner circle, all you got to do is download the Circle K app today and sign up for free. It's a free membership program. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. They're always sending out coupons and discounts and really cool things in the app as well. So again, join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for all the details. Hey, Flutz, would you say, uh... Devin Booker has more or less money in his bank account than you. More. All right. Uh, more. Would you say that the temperature in Phoenix is more or less than it is in New York in the summer? Oh, more. <laughs> Way more. Did you make any money by getting those two answers right? No, I didn't. You know where you can get money? For choosing me. more or less and getting it right, our friends over at Prize Picks, and I can tell you personally that this works because I made fifty bucks the other night just by picking more or less on three guys in uh, in the Suns game, uh, and I want some moolah. 
I, I got benefited by by Bradley Beal playing a few minutes, and I had cho- chosen less than seven assists. So, Bing Bang, good win for me on that one. All right, nice. I don't know what Bing Bang was, but all right, it's now a new catchphrase when I do prize pick. So it's real easy. You go in there, and you pick two to six guys uh, in any game. You can mix and match uh, in it, and it's not just NBA. They got NFL, they got MLB. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So you go in there, pick two to six guys. Uh, your multiplier depends on how many you pick. Uh, you make, uh, you make, you choose what you're going to put in there. Uh, and then you can take out some sweet, sweet cash in there. It's simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in 60 seconds or less. I, and I'm yeah. not lying. I did it. I did it for the first time. Uh, when I when I did it the other day, it was that easy, and I withdrew my money super quick because you know what? I'm a broke boy, and I needed some <laughs> cash uh, on the quick, and they did it for, uh, Valentine's for me, Day, right? Yeah, oh, sure. We'll we'll go with that, sweetie. Uh, I spent that money on your Valentine's Day gift. Uh, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app out there so uh go to prizepicks.com slash phnx and use the promo code phnx and you're gonna get uh, a deposit match up to a hundred dollars that first time you put some scratch in there and that is a fantastic deal uh daily fantasy sports made easy so easy even espo can do it hey oh there you go all right guys uh, next up we did get a, a an announcement that is completely drama free this is the only segment in the show that doesn't have drama yet anyway, unless we create some. And that okay. is that the Phoenix Suns are finally getting their G League team, you guys. I know this was something that Matt Ishby had talked about when he first took over the organization. He said bringing a G League team to Phoenix was one of my first priorities as an owner. And now we officially know that the fall of 2024 is when we will get this G League team. They'll debut the 2024-2025 season. Um, Espo, I know Flex, you weren't around the last time we did this exercise um, where we were picking names of what we think the G League team should be named. Espo, I'm still Team Suns Junior, and I want the logo of a big sunburst holding the hand of a little sunburst, and I still want them to play at the YMCA or LA Fitness, one of the two. But have you changed yeah. your mind at all, Espo? Or are you still set no. on your uh, Firebirds? Firebirds? I couldn't right? plan this, but Firebirds, <clears throat> all right? I love. You, you put a basketball instead of a baseball there. You got a sweet logo. Uh, it plays up the Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix moniker. Uh, I still love that. I thought about it the other day, and you could just call them the Valley. So you're coming to play the Valley. I, no, no city name, none of that, just the Valley uh, you get away with. But one I, I really like, I'd love to find a way to honor Al McCoy for all he did and everything uh, that he was. Uh, to fans and just call them the Shazam, the Phoenix Shazam. All right. Uh, just all right, a nice guys. nod to the history of it, doing it in Western font. Uh, and you got something there that, that honors the fan base that, uh, and you're going to sell a lot of merch, I think. So normally I'm against anything that has like meaning and sentiment behind it for these things, because it's like, have a little fun, like just do something <laughs> random. Um, but when it comes to Al, I guess that's why I'll give you the nod on that one. But if they don't go that route, I still think it should just be something so outrageous and ridiculous. Like, I just want something fun. Like, I don't want it to be connected to the Suns necessarily. Even I'll throw out, I'll throw Suns Jr. out to the street. You know what I mean? Like, just something silly. 
<laughs> I, I like connecting it to the songs. I like your your thinking, Lens. I mean, no, I don't, I don't want it to be connected. Oh, you wants don't. It to be connected. Hold on. You want no, the, you said, the you said, son's you, junior. That's connected. Yeah, and, and I'm saying, that's connected. I know, but I'm saying I'm willing to throw that out oh. and just go oh. take a hard left God. turn somewhere else. Okay, okay. Like, so we, I don't, yeah. I don't love giving Saul his flowers on this program, but the Arcosanti aliens, like if we just called them the aliens, like that, that would be hilarious. Okay. How about the okay. librarians? Nobody because else. We got book. Uh, we've got, we've got a book uh, here and you, you know, how about a librarian? Okay. That's crazy. See, that's good. That's a good blend of it actually connects, but it's still ridiculous. And I'm on board. With that. I, I mean, can you can you call them the sun rays? Can you call them sunburn? Something like like I'm just saying. I'm just thinking of stuff that I you know I've been on here six months. All I know is hot as hell, and there's a lot of sun, and you get sunburn, and them sun rays are yeah they nasty. So I don't know, man. Let's let's keep it let's keep it suns related. Okay, Sunburns. I'm sorry, but I mean, were you? Uh, you remember the NAZ Suns, the it's laziest, so stupid moniker ever for a G League so team. Lame. If, if they okay. go anything like that route, I riot. All right. That was the okay. dumbest shit I've ever seen. And it came from uh, a, a very lazy approach. It was cheaper to just go with the same damn name than it was to try to come up with something interesting. And it's so, uh, like, give me something creative. I'm glad they're doing the fan vote. Which is how they named the the Suns Came originally the yeah. was a fan vote. So uh, you know I, I'm I'm for it. You know, there's some uh, we've got Max and and Rudy saying the Haboobs. I mean, at least it's unique. It's interesting. I don't want to see the logo, but it's interesting. Yeah, Haboob. I mean, that's interesting. That's hey, what what do y'all call that in the background? That uh, the the silhouette color that's on the jersey behind you, Espo. Like uh, a, I have no clue. a gradient, this Sunset. thing, this thing. Yeah, the the, the valley like jersey how, or like ombre. The, those those you know that little color scheme that's behind there. Don't y'all call that something when you see that? You look up and you no. see those colors. There's no name for that out here. No, that's just what our aware. sunsets look like. That's what a <laughs> sunset. That's what it looks like. But just y'all don't call it anything. I'm I'm just asking in general because I would I would stick to something unique to the valley and that to me is unique. But um, yeah, whatever. Call them whatever the hell you want as long as they're good at basketball. Uh, how That's about it. cheeks? Yes, dude. <laughs> the, let's, the, all, let's all get together and go vote cheeks, cheeks. for like a hundred million times on the open tab page where you can submit a name. And if we submit it enough, then then maybe they'll actually consider it. The valley. I like the, I like the low riders. <laughs> I like the low riders. Ain't like, that, like, I'm not even going to entertain the cheeks comment. <laughs> My bad. No, yeah, yeah. the low riders, but but then the logo is low rider jeans with cheeks. There we go. Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. That'd be hilarious. That's Lord have mercy. But it'll be fun stuff, and hopefully, we'll um, get more information on it soon. What they're going to be called, where they're going to play. Um, I joked about playing at the Y or LA Fitness, but honestly, like a GCU partnership could be pretty cool um, for the G League squad too, and try and create that um, environment that GCU has with their fan section there. Um, I doubt yeah. the uh, Madhouse on McDowell is an option because it's too much money to renovate that building to actually be be uh, safe for a team to play in there on a regular basis. I think, um, but we'll see. We'll see. Look. 
I think Zach in the chat has an interesting call. Play it. Ooh, you you got to find the key to a good G League environment uh, and, and venue is smaller, right? Mm -hmm. Especially it's, it's where the Coyotes play. It's ASU's hockey okay. arena. Okay. Uh, the key to a good, a, a good G League team and environment is that smaller venue because you're playing, especially here, you're playing in the same city as your NBA team. So you're not going to draw 10, 15,000. You're just not, right? So yeah. if you make it smaller, more intimate, unique, I like right. that. Like I've seen, I don't remember which, it may have been uh, LA's, uh, the Lakers G League team used to do it as 500 seats and they were at fancy tables and they did a unique thing. Very LA, right? Uh, but but I love the idea of, of of doing something smaller, but doing it well. All about the fans. Get the younger fans in there at a cheap price point, so they can still enjoy the game if they can't get out to to Suns games at the high ticket price. Uh, I really like I really like that idea. And then Brian has the best name yet, the Mesa Rispositos. I'm in. Oh so no! On that. <laughs> Let's go. I'm boycotting. <laughs> all right uh as long as they play zone defense i'm with it lord have mercy <laughs> no flex zone <laughs> um i'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this name uh makai makai uh sent us a super chat i'm sorry for butchering your name but i appreciate you sending us a super chat and they said I truly believe if Bol Bol can carve out playoff minutes he could actually be a main piece for a championship like when the team needs a spark what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I listen. I'm, I'm again. I'm loving Bobo. I'm on the roller coaster. Um, the kid's got talent. He's got potential that is ridiculous. Um, he's just got to be able to hone it in and consistently bring it. And he's been doing a good job of that. So yeah, I, I believe that the minute that kid steps on the court, um, the crowd and the reaction and the energy. Um, there's not too many people on the team that can do that. And that matters in the playoffs. So yeah, I, I couldn't, agree, I couldn't agree more. I, I think he's on to something. Yeah. I, I think he can play those seven, 10 minutes that, that KD might not be out there in, in playoffs mm -hmm. as his backup, uh, be serviceable, had some nice defensive plays last night, hit a three. Uh, you don't need a, a world beater. You need a guy to do enough to, sustain a lead or help kind of close a gap uh, when, when KD's not out there. And I think Bull Wool can do that, but he needs to continue to show it over the next month or so before we just grandfather him in for some playoff minutes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Espo, can I submit some PTO real quick on the show for March 8th through the 10th? No, because I'm not in charge of that. So you'll have to call somebody else. Well, I just need you to approve it. You, you just bypass, just bypass him. Say sure, yes. sure, Lindsay. You can take Perfect. March eighth through the tenth off for some event that I know you're about to tease. I am because listen, I want to go out to Phoenix Raceway because uh, this valley is going to roar to life this spring when NASCAR returns to Phoenix uh, Raceway March eighth through the tenth. And I want to be there all three days. I don't want to have to pick and choose which days I go to because it's the best in class fan experience meets racing's toughest drivers for three days of action, all surrounded by the beautiful Estrella Mountains. Have you guys ever been, you guys have been out there. You came with us. Um, yeah. I was actually like, it just the perfect day to go out there too, because it looked so beautiful at that raceway. 
Like I was so impressed with how gorgeous it was and how nice the facility was as well. Um, but I'm telling you, I think whether you're a diehard racing fan or just looking for a really cool event to go spend a day at, that's where you want to be. And you can get your tickets to the Shriners Children 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through the 10th. It promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. So pick up your tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. Yeah. I want to sit on that hill that they cool. showed us. I, the, that's the hill? Yeah. yeah. Yo, that, that place is fun. It's impressive. I actually want to, I do want to go out there for a race. Um, I've been doing, I've been on a little bit of a NASCAR trip since we went there. I've been I've been doing my research, figuring out their regular season, how the playoff works. Like I'm I'm kind of getting locked in. Hey, yo, chat, have y'all seen Gran Turismo? Anybody in the chat, if y'all seen Gran Turismo, let me know what y'all think. I love that movie. Tell Eric. Are you serious, me. Flex? Are you serious, yeah, Flex, right now? <laughs> Come on, dog. Come on, dog. You guys, Gran Turismo. Flex is why that movie keeps uh, moving up the streaming charts. He just got it on loop. You know, like royalty checks from them, dude. Espo Espo knows how I work. I I get checks, man. So you know, yeah, they 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 know they know. uh, I got something cooking. Gran Turismo, great movie. And the chat, please tell me if y'all like that movie. You guys, Flex has been trying to get us all to watch this movie for like a month straight. Like every day, he brings it up. Yes, great movie. Flex, can I pitch? Watch that movie and then go to the racetrack. Go ahead. ahead. Can I pitch one more name? the g league team to you yeah the high heat what do you think of the high heat yo yo i like that i like that because i was thinking heat but i'm wondering if you if you can't use the heat because we have a heat nba team but the high heat yeah Uh, you know who could be the sponsor ogs ogs high heat Uh, yeah yeah you like that that's creative brother when i when i just need a little something our friends over at ogs (laughs) Give me that little something, uh, whether it's hot out or it's not. I, I enjoy myself. Some of their scratch-made gummies, they are the best in the Valley. They're made here, which I find that important when I'm getting my gummies. I want an Arizona-made gummy, and they do okay. it here. Uh, they got this great new one, the Big OGs. It's 100 milligrams. It's the size of a pillow. You don't take it all at once, though. Please, please don't. It's perforated into 10 milligram slices. That's the recommended uh, dosage to go with. But check them out. They're fantastic. They have new vegan gummies, too. That's right. Vegan gummies. So if that's your thing, uh, obviously, you look at me. I'm not vegan. Uh, but uh, but if it's your thing, now you can uh, enjoy some OG's gummies. So to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head over to ogsbrands.com. All right, guys, we are going to round out today's show with our last little bit of drama. This one comes from social media, of course. So we talked earlier in the week about the fact that Draymond went on his podcast and just threw so much shade at Yusuf Nurkic. Well, karma hit him real fast for that one. So last night, uh, Draymond, uh, during a game, he got hit. He fell to the ground and he laid there for what felt like 17 minutes. Y'all, they literally went all the way back down the court. They came all the way back down and went right back. And Draymond was on the ground the entire time. And you know how I feel about that? But dude laid out like he was dead. What an embarrassment. And they expect to win with that guy. <laughs> that's, that's great. 
That's great. Draymond, what are we doing, my guy? Come on. Draymond You can't go great. on a podcast two days ago and say that and then do the exact same thing. Draymond is tripping. He is straight. I think he on some OGs right now. He tripping, bro. Wow. I go mean, ahead, Espo. Did you did you watch that clip? If yeah. you look closely, the opponent doesn't hit him at all. He hits himself with his own hand and falls down like he broke his damn nose himself. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. This guy is a complete and utter joke. They should just find him for that. Joke. I looked at it. I think he should be fine for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, considering it flopping? 100%. Like, what are you doing, dog? That is like the epitome of flopping. Like, And he tried to sell it to the end of the Man, oh, totally. this guy is tripping, man. Yeah, he tripping. I honestly like you couldn't. Kudos to the NBA script writers because you couldn't have written that better. Yeah, you really true. could not have written that better. And of course, Nurk had to get in on the action. He quote tweeted um, the highlight from that game or the clip of that game when that happened and said, it's, it's a gif of Oppenheimer, and on it says, You're getting soft, brother. <laughs> well, I, I think Elizabeth makes a good, a good uh, point here, too. His teammate did not pay any attention to it. Nobody tried to help him up. Nobody took a second look. They all know that this is crap. This guy yeah. is nuts. The game continued. The well, and his teammates were probably like, okay, great. Now we're down a body. We've got an right. extra guy to pick up on the other end because Draymond's just going to lay there like a clown. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just did the Nurk is undefeated on the internet, right? Like, yeah. it, that's just. That's just unbelievable uh, way to come back at a guy. And look, if Draymond's going to decide to get on a mic and say these things like like he did, he's got to like he's got to understand that it's going to come back and bite him. Totally. Like like I mean, and that was I mean, usually karma doesn't whip around that fast. But the NBA script writers, I don't know if they checked out for uh, for All-Star Weekend and then let their understudies do yesterday. But Maybe. yesterday was a weird damn day in the NBA uh, with with Phoenix being the epicenter of that. But, man, whoever wrote that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got rejected from the Gran Turismo script, all right? <laughs> Leave my movie alone, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you know what I will say about this Draymond and Nurk thing is – after what we just saw between uh, Isaiah Stewart and Eubanks, man, they better have extra security between these two guys when we when we play in either arena. Yeah. Because there's definitely something building up there, and I hope it doesn't go to that point. I hope they keep it between the lines. But this is kind of like the this is what happens. It's a domino effect. This starts and then and then it finally there's that explosion. So I, I hope it doesn't happen from either player. Um, because we don't want that. But yeah, I would have extra security next time we play Golden State here or there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not mad at the idea of that. They definitely all need to have a conversation with the those two guys as well. Like, listen, we know you guys have the and yeah. there's drama, but like for the love of God, keep it keep In it under line. control. Yeah. Could you imagine a seven game series <laughs> with these two teams? No, because one of them's guys? gonna get suspended. Holy crap. <laughs> it's not gonna happen it's, it, that's what i was saying the other day we, we brought it up the other day and i think i pointed at lens i was like if we get a playoff series sons and warriors my god that is going to be 
primetime TV. Every game's going to be a whole life of itself. That would be absolutely insane. So I kind of don't want to get into that. I, mm-hmm. I If there's one team I don't, and it's not because I'm scared of the Warriors. I just don't like when the game uh, evolves into like more psychological because people come out of that differently. And they like Nurk, it was in his head a little bit. I went back and looked at the tape. He was trying to prove something that night. And so that, that's where you start losing the genuine basketball game. It just becomes a bunch of psychological stuff. So I'd hate the Suns to match up with that. And then with him throwing out Kevin's name too, you got to yeah. know that KD's feeling a certain way. So yeah, I yeah. want a part of that. I want uh, to bring this full circle. I want a shirt that has the silhouette of our two centers and it has the Taylor Swift lyric. I don't start shit, but I can tell you how it ends because that's, that's how our big men seem to be approaching this. You can take the first shot. I'll take the last. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Um, Ted in the chat said that he likes Draymond as a villain and makes the games more fun. So Three years ago, I was on board with you 100%. I liked the antics of Draymond three years ago and what he did back then because it was mostly like tough basketball. It was trash talk. It it added a little something to the game that I enjoyed as well. I think ever since the punch until now, it's gone too far and it doesn't make it as fun anymore. Like it's crossed a line of, of exciting, fun shit talk on the court to just too much. Like you're, you're just doing too much at this point. I agree. So yeah. I agree with you. Back in the day, I used to love it. I thought it was super fun and it added something to the game. Um, but now I just think it's it's over the line and it's like, it's low-key embarrassing. I, I think yeah, Ted I brings up an interesting point and I like it because I'm, I'm a bit of a history buff, but he says, look at history. Empires in decline start fights. That's true. When you know that you're the wounded animal, Mm-hmm. You start fights because yeah. that's a way to try to in, in, assert your dominance when you don't even have it. So yeah, that's facts. Absolutely. All right, guys, that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a show at 3 p.m. And for everyone asking, Saul should be back on the show tomorrow. So fingers crossed that happens. <laughs> Um, but until then, you can give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just please don't sucker punch me, Lindsay. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs>